Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, y'all. We're back with the second part of this episode. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, episode number 25, I highly encourage you to listen to it before you start this episode so you can get the most out of this conversation that I had with Amber. Without further ado, I introduce you part two with Amber Ray. Welcome to Someplace for Everybody, where we talk about belonging and being a human in our bodies and living in and learning to love our bodies. I'm your host, Carly Someplace. This podcast is brought to you by Someplace Images, Boudoir for Everybody. You can see the full show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Now, let's change some self-perspectives. Oh, God. I was, like, such a dweeb. I was such a dweeb. <laughs> I was a huge nerd. I was into sports, but I was also a nerd. I, st- I yeah, still am. I was, I mean... Yeah, I'm also, it's funny because people are like, people now, again, like back to the way that I look, like I love my shaved head. I love my blue hair. I love my big tattoos, but people are like, oh, you're so cool. And I'm like, not really. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, I guess like sort of, but like, I'm just, I'm not trying to be cool, which is what I think is funny now that people actually think I'm cool because in like middle school and high school, people were like, Carly, stop talking. constantly stop talking I was bullied like I said I was bullied for my body I was bullied for wearing like if I wore what I'm wearing today I'm wearing a crop top and a pair of leggings if I mean one my parents would have never let me out of the house in this in middle school but like but I see middle schoolers wearing things that I'm wearing and like one I would have never had the confidence to wear what I'm wearing Mm -hmm. and two like it would have just been like and I, I rock it now because it's what I'm comfortable in. But at that point, like I was so uncomfortable in my body. All I wanted to do was cover it up because anytime that I showed anything, people made fun of me for it. And it was just like such a different thing. And it, and it's crazy because like when you're talking about like athletics and stuff. So I grew up in Tahoe mm-hmm. and Tahoe is like this crazy, obviously you live there now, like crazy athletic community. Like you are, it's, it's like, it's unreal. Like it's, I, I like have been, I've traveled a ton and I've been in a lot of like outdoorsy communities. Nothing is like Tahoe. Like there is just this like constant, like if you don't like, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like doing those things, so like I do not enjoy winter and or winter sports, period. <laughs> that doesn't I mean I relate. don't know how to do them. It doesn't mean that I don't know how to do them, but I freaking hate the cold and I really don't enjoy being cold and working out at the same time. <laughs> it does not, does not go well for me. But like, 
I can snowboard. I've been, I've, I can ski and snowboard. I was on the cross country ski team. I have been snowboarding literally since I was five. Like I like all of these things, but people look at me and they're like, well, you're not athletic. And I'm like, you can't judge me. You don't know that. Like, there's just so much that comes into that. And like, so growing up in Tahoe in this like super athletic community, I did three sports a year as well. I played basketball. Um, I did track. I was, I did shot put. Um, I did cross country skiing in the winter. Like everybody just does sports all the time, period. Yeah. And then like your weekends, you're like, let's go kayaking. Let's go paddle boarding. Let's go swimming. Let's go wakeboarding. Let's go water skiing. Like what? Like there's no. literally describing like every person I know, including me. <laughs> I, I feel- Yeah, exactly. And that's just like. That's just the community that we're in, which is fine. But it's like, it's one of those things that like, I was still super athletic in high school and was way curvier than everybody else. Like when it comes down to it, I was like, it's literally just biology. I'm just a different body than you. (laughs) And it's, it's crazy that then those are the things that people are getting bullied over things that they have zero control over whatsoever. And honestly, like as kids, you don't even have any control anyways, like your parents aren't you don't get to choose what's coming into your right. household and your grocery store. Your income level affects those things. Your everything. And those are oh. at 10 and 12 years old. You don't have any of that knowledge. Yeah. Maybe you do. It's true. Maybe you do. But it's just like, it's such a like crazy thing. I think the such one a thing that thing. I'll teach my daughter that my mom taught me was obviously there needs to be a lot of work to make sure you don't become that bully. And I feel right. like that was that was never, you know, going to gonna possibly be a thing. My parents taught, taught me that daily. But what they also had to teach me was to, like, be an ally and stick up for people. And that means that you yeah. can immediately go from the side of, like, popular on their side to being made fun of. You're putting yourself on the other side. Yeah. Um, the second you stick up or the second you say something, and now sticking up is cool and saying something is cool and – you have to kind of take it to that next level. I remember on a bus, like defending my neighbor and, and then you break relationships then, but it really was like somebody out there and it had to be my mom was enabling me and empowering me to like do that because I was, I was pretty timid. Um, right. And, and I feel like that's a whole other element because somebody has to stick up and say something. Um, oh, the bus. I just remembered what it was like, like sitting on a bus. Nobody knows what's being said there, right? It's like 40 kids just out of control. How is that allowed? Like one person (laughs) driving and then whatever is happening in the rest of the bus. (laughs) It's so true. But it is, I think. I'm not looking forward to sending my daughter to school in middle school. But I think. Did you watch Euphoria also? Did you watch that show? Mm-mm. euphoria oh my gosh okay maybe i don't know i don't know man i got sucked into it my, <laughs> my nanny is like gen z right for the baby right and i was like i i gotta know what's going on i need to know what these what what these memes are who's zendaya i literally had to use somebody's no <laughs> account i don't have that um and and i like binge watch the show at night i i I don't know. At nights when I have all this time, I guess. And, and now I really don't want to send my daughter to middle school and high school. I I don't it's know crazy. what it's like today, but if that show has that is is really accurate, then we have a lot of work to do. 
I haven't watched it, but I get I I can I honestly like I can just only imagine if I know what like my middle school and high school experience exactly. was like. Like I can't I can't I, I just can't have to I can't go to imagine. a school with uniform. I didn't go to a school with uniform, but now I, I think didn't go I to have to have Sunder to a school with uniform. I really like I I it's a competition. I had such like yeah I had such feelings about uniform. Um, they changed my elementary school to uniform. Oh, like six or seven years after I left. Um, so Kings Beach Elementary is uniform now. And um, and a lot of it came in because they wanted to have um, everybody not be able to be judged for their clothes um, because it was a very different, like income very different income bracket brackets are at that school. That, yeah, how, how it's even a factor. So, so what right. do you think about them? Do you think it's a good thing? I really think it's a good thing. I really do. I think that there's like, I mean, I was definitely the kid in high school. Like I got in trouble for my wardrobe on a regular basis. <laughs> so while I'm like, oh, my parents would have never let me out of the house in a crop top. Like I wore strapless shirts to school in high school all the time. Like I remember, are you ready? Senior year picture day, they made me wear like a terrible sweater Oh. over what I was wearing because so it was literally just pictures for our IDs because as seniors we got to have senior portraits done right, right so that's what was going in the yearbook and I was wearing a strapless top and they literally would not let me take a photo because they were like it's gonna look like you're naked and I was like it doesn't matter and they were like you're not even you're not even supposed to be wearing this and I literally remember I was so defiant I remember looking at I don't, I don't remember. I think it was either one of my teachers who then became the principal or the principal was in the room. He did not like me. And I literally said, then call my parents. Oh my gosh. They're not, they're not going to tell me to change. My, my mom was like, do whatever you want. I don't care. Like my parents were so, I'm so lucky because my parents were super like, again, unless I was wearing something super age inappropriate. I love that you were that defiant. You were very oh, yeah. defiant. oh God. I got in so much trouble. I was like, <laughs> I got in so much trouble. I like, <laughs> I did some shit, uh, That's funny. but like, but I was, uh, one of the things that I was super defiant on was my wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Like, again, it was like, okay, you can't wear a spaghetti strap because it has to be a two finger width. And like your skirts need to be knee length and blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, do you remember well, was, it had to, ours wasn't knee length. Ours was fingertip finger length. Everyone's yep. arms were different lengths. And I remember exactly that. Oh my God. Yep. Those rules. Where did they come from? Such rules. Uh, they came from a patriarchal society where women aren't allowed to show skin and they're like, don't distract these middle school boys from learning. Okay, well, what about my learning and what about my self-expression? I was but like, yeah, no, I literally, I got in trouble all the time. I to go to track practice because my midriff was showing coming back to school after taking my drive, my driving test, like to get my driver's license. It was like oh my, my gosh. birthday. I don't know what I was wearing. I was disheveled, I guess. I went through some shit in the driving course. And, I, <laughs> and my midriff must have been showing. And they were like, I was also student body president. They're like, we are making an example of you today. I cried and cried. And I was like, I'm not allowed to go to track. They were like, no, this is a violation. And you need to think about this. Yep. Oh. I got... I, my, my big one was that I would wear spaghetti straps all the time or like strapless tops because that's what I felt comfortable that's in. That's what I enjoyed. I was so scandalous, right? Oh my God. Shoulders. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. But like, it, like things like that. So like, I'm so pro uniforms because it takes 
it takes that out. It takes out the yeah. entire like element of that, even though like, I won't lie. I really enjoyed being defiant during all of those times. I, I, and literally like my principal from high school literally hated me. I was such a brat. I like, I ended up in the principal's office semi often for the fact that like I was a really good student I was the treasurer of my class like I was still like a goody two shoes but like I pushed the envelope as much as I could and anytime they'd be like this isn't acceptable I'm like then call my parents (laughs) call them because my parents aren't going to tell you that I can't do this and my parents aren't going to tell you like my parents were just like yeah wear what you want like be yourself do all of this other stuff like we believe in you and do any of this other stuff again age appropriate like I definitely remember walking out and my dad being like uh no go change (laughs) but for the most part like but what I was wearing wasn't not age appropriate it was just literally tank tops yep tank tops I think that just happened to have thin straps (laughs) my gosh like obviously I think about clothes all day every day because it's my business but also um the baby she gr- she grows out of sizes like literally every three or four weeks we're in tahoe the season changes right. it's extreme i'm just constantly shopping for her um and the one thing i keep thinking about same thing for me when i what no one realizes is like the whole pregnancy thing like she's going through all these sizes so was i it was not just i was this size and then i'm in maternity clothes and then i'm back to this size I went through, I think I started at a size six. I don't know what I am now. I'm sometimes uncomfortable in a 10. So maybe I should be at 12. Sizes are different everywhere. Oftentimes 14 feels good. And like bridesmaids dresses specifically that I'm ordering now. I want to feel good. Oh gosh. Yeah. Those are bridal sizing though is its own thing. (laughs) I, I went from six to probably like eight, 10, and then right then the pregnancy thing makes it weird. So you, I guess I had to go into the maternity. Like there's right. You're you have a belly. You're this weird shape and you're growing and it's, you don't want anything touching you. So I went into the maternity <laughs> stuff and then I was like, okay, medium maternity. Like am I an eight? They're like, what size were you? And I'm like, well, I was a six, but then I was an eight and now I'm 10. Like, <clears throat> what do you mean? What size was I? I don't know. So then in maternity, I didn't know what size the heck, the heck I was there either. That makes sense. Right. You're growing, you're going through this, but I wasn't the size pre part. I, I, I don't know what happened. So you're in this thing. And then I had to keep going sizes. All the seasons are changing. I'm going through all the clothes and all the sizes I should have done like a rental or I don't have much family here. That would have been great to have like that right. kind of pool. But I went back down. I, I, I don't know what happened after I had her, you, you're you still look pregnant for a while and you still feel pregnant and like your whole body is a disaster like changing and adjusting yeah like month nine you just gave birth (laughs) day I came home my mom in disgust watched me eat an entire cookie cake day by day (laughs) just like slicing and I was like don't talk to me like this is all I have is this cookie and I went through it every time my friends have a baby I'm like get yourself a cookie cake you're gonna really like it that next <laughs> right after she was born was was way worse than like being nine months pregnant like you, you're just trying right. to survive you're tired so it's all that plus more hormones like leaving your body breastfeeding was a is is nuts and at, all of that combined you're just a mess so I went through I don't even know what size is there I can't I was barely in public at that time because I was just right. always feeding her or something 
and then trying to come back down. And then I have this pile, this whole wardrobe that I went through. And you know what? I'm not going to come back down to the pre-wardrobe and you're kind of stuck in this mess. But people were like really celebrating as I was going. It's like a bell curve. As I was right. reaching my like 40-week max, it was so cute. All these pictures, people posting them, everyone's celebrating it. And then I'm in this like super big downhill struggle on the other side of the bell curve. No one's celebrating it then. And I remember like the comment was made like, oh my God, like you're in jeans again. I haven't like, I can't believe it. And I was like, well, of course I was going to wear jeans again someday. Right. Eventually. (laughs) Comments like no one knew what to say to the postpartum mom, but the prepartum, like my bump looked cute no matter how I wore it or no matter how much my belly button right. was sticking out. <laughs> my belly button sticks out now. And right. and I, I don't know. It's it's really different. So I'm still kind of like going through that and coping with it. But at the same time, my social media is posting these beautiful body positivity things every day and right. trying to like marry my feelings with what I preach was, was off there for a little yeah. bit. I'll say that. Yeah. It was off for a few months and – my social media manager did it completely and I didn't want to touch it. And that's what I, I had to decouple from it. Cause I, right. It's not that it was toxic to me. It was, I felt that I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. Right. The yep. business went on and I was just floundering around. Now I'm back to where I want to be the one to post and I want to be, or the one to like drive what we should do for the week and create right. that content. And I'm, and I'm back, but I was definitely out of it. And I think people, regardless of pregnancy, people kind of go through those mental states and mental changes. And yeah, that was like my form of taking a break because I had to, I had to like get myself back together. Um, I say I'm still not back together. I took a year off snowboarding, obviously, like don't snowboard right. while pregnant or like when no. you have to watch <laughs> your baby. Like there's just no one. Everyone's always like, right. why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing that? I'm like, are you, here, do you want to watch a baby? Do you want a breastfeed or two? Like. I, I yeah. literally am attached to her. So when I finally like went back, there's a lot of judgment to how quickly you go back to. I was very slow. Six to 12 months I went back, not six weeks. Right. And I'm not the same snowboard, but I still feel strong. I still feel athletic. Right. It, it, I'm different. Uh, I got new snowboard pants, obviously. I got right. a new jacket. <laughs> Bending over to put my bindings on was new. I'm not flexible. Like, right. things things happened and things changed. And I know, yeah, I noticed it every time I strap into my snowboard, like, well, it felt different the last time I did it, but that was a whole two years ago and things do change. But once you're riding and going down, like I still feel strong and I still am confident right. on the snowboard. Um, and I, and I do think like people would probably sit, like, look at me and say like, Oh, she, there's no way she's good at snowboarding anymore or something. And it's like, Right. You can't really judge the athleticism. Yeah. That strength is still Absolutely. there. So maybe like mentally I was going through it, um, but it's it's still there. And I think right. that's kind of important. Well, and we're really, we're really just taught as women, like we're just taught so much that like your body will change and it's okay, but also like go back to things. Like you're saying, I mean, uh, having a baby is like a crazy thing. You produced a human. <laughs> really you produced funny. a human do go back. And then this is a message to those people that go back. Please don't say to your friends that didn't go back. Like, why didn't you? Or any, any comment where you're like, well, I went back right away. 
you might not realize how that hurts them too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like people who are new moms still remember that, but it's almost like after 12 months, maybe they forget. But any comment, I'm so cautious of comments I make to moms that are younger than me or newer, newer moms than me. My little sister, I'm so, so cautious. And when they ask yeah, me yeah. questions that I remember asking my other mom friends and I'm like, oh yeah, that answer like triggered me in a certain way. I want to make sure not to answer like that. Um, I really have to think about it. It's not something natural too. And even when I'm in, I've, I've done, I've said wrong things. I've posted wrong things right, right. on social media. Um, definitely not perfect. I find that I really have to like think. <laughs> I have to stop and think. We're, we're all learning. Yeah. We're all learning. And I think, and I think that that's, Honestly, just like having this conversation with you and the amount of like consciousness you have over like things that other people have said to you and how you can improve yourself. It's those, those are small changes. They really are. They're small changes to have that consciousness, but those are the small changes that literally change the world. Those are the small changes that change within you and your group of friends, the way that you speak to each other and the way that you do that. And then that in turn is how you speak to strangers and how you like proceed. I don't want to say with caution, but like being able to have those conversations is so incredibly important and being able to I don't want to say pick and choose your words because that makes it sound like oh I have to say the right thing but like being able to be like this is something that was said that hurt me so I'm not going to say something similar to that like that yeah. is being able to pick a consciousness of not just repeating it's like having a higher amount of empathy I think I'm like highly empathetic and I didn't know it maybe until I realized yeah. what kind of person that was and I think there is something to having more empathy and really stopping and putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Um, yeah. And like I said, when I was younger, I was like taught to do that and speak if I thought, if I thought something wasn't right. And that's something I still kind of have to have to do to this day, but I can so easily put myself into someone else's shoes and think about that because those words really do like hurt. They really, they really still yeah kind of hurt me or like make me feel a certain way and I never want someone else to feel a feel bad I guess so right. that's yeah no I totally I totally <laughs> totally agree yeah okay so I have some questions for you <laughs> so tell me and, and I love this conversation that we've been having I feel like all of it feeds into these questions that I'm going to ask yeah so the first one being like what in your life was really like a turning point or a catalyst for like you, I guess, like, I don't want to say like being naive about your body and just being like, I was sporty and that was that, <laughs> but yeah. like, uh, and transforming yourself into this woman who is really like focused on body positivity and, and being able to have these like conscious conversations with yourself of like, it's okay that I've changed size and it's okay that I've done these things. And even if we get in a funk and we do this, this type of stuff, but like, what was a turning point for you in your own journey with your body of like becoming more positive about it and just accepting yourself where, where you are at all points? Oh, that's such a good question. I, I think what it was, was working with influencers in the every body collection around that okay. time was the first time. I mean, that was the first time in my life. How old am I? I'm 31. No, I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32. I'll be 33 this year. And it really wasn't until I was like 31 
that I was no longer like small, medium, or large. Small, medium, or large. Right. Um, it, it varied by brand, but I was always my size was always available. Um, I was I was more I was curvier. My body went through a ton of changes, and my size was increasing too. And at the same time, the whole COVID thing was happening, and we were there was a right. lot going on there. And we were and I was pregnant, and I was transitioning to the Everybody Collection. And I was hearing how they spoke about themselves and how confident they were. And I was, I was, I was really influenced by them myself. That that's why I wanted to right. work with them. Um, they had a lot of powerful messaging. Emma, Chelsea, Carly, Hannah. Who am I forgetting? But I'm forgetting somebody. Um, and I, <laughs> I just kind of was really interested in the messaging that they were creating and how they were empowering others. And that's. That's what I wanted to do with the brand. I didn't want just everyone to be a badass. I, I that that yeah, you know that propelled us so far. Um, but I, I wanted something a bit bigger than that for the brand, and I think it's what I needed personally. So right. all of that was a really pivotal moment. The the company changed. How I felt about myself changed. It was like everything pouring out of me um, into this space and. My mom is like our lead HR and lead customer service. Um, mm -hmm. My company, she works for me. It's the best. And even she was like, she always, she always questions like decisions I make, which is great. I need that right. in the business. Right. Yeah. Um, critical feedback or, well, did you consider this? Or did you think that? She's kind of like, wow, we're making a lot of these changes really quickly. Are you sure this is the right way to proceed? And um, are, are we still working on getting extra, extra small on our shop for, for, um, customers that need that? And I was like, no, this is the way we're going. And I was just so focused on it. And, and I think that's, she, she kind of saw that and realized that and was almost like, are, are you sure? Like, this doesn't seem like you. So I knew I was going through like a pretty big change and it was coming out in every aspect of my life. My personal life, I my family that. picked up on it. My whole business changed. And yeah, it was just because of everything I was going through. And at the same time, like starting to work with these influencers. And I, I was, I really think that they're doing amazing things and there's so many more out there. So I don't know if that's a good answer, but that's. No, it I is. It fun. is a good answer. I mean, it, it's, funny. It, there's no good or bad answer. It's definitely, yeah. it's what you've experienced. And mm -hmm. I think that that's. Um, fantastic. So, was the year. <laughs> right. Listen, <laughs> I, I, shit went down. Yes. Yes, I'm it did. A different person. So along those veins, like what are, so obviously the influencers that you've worked with for your brand, but are mm -hmm. there other people who've like really influenced that change in you? I feel like yeah. you're going to say your mom because I think she sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> she is so fantastic. I, I want to, I, I should, I really should say her too. And she's like going to be in my daughter's life so much. So it's amazing. But I'll say um, other like internet moms, Ashley Graham, she just had twins. Yeah. Like what? she's a powerhouse. Like these were, these working moms, a working mom adds a, adds a whole other dimension to it. This whole other level of stress. And we all know what stress <laughs> does to us. Um, yes. And, and I was following her through her journey. And when she needed to take a break, I needed to take a break. I, I kind of feel like I mimicked her in that bird's papaya. Also yep. just a super mom and just laughs at like yep. this stuff. I, I like how she laughs things off. Um, makes yep. 
makes love her. Fun of, makes fun of herself in certain ways and just yeah. downplays like things that are a pretty big issue. Like, what are we, what are we supposed to do about it? Like, we still have to keep going and we, we still have to move on. Um, I, yeah. I kind of, I really like those attitudes. There's other brands in the space that do it well. Panty Drop Me. She's Panty Drop. Love we, them. Were, we were both yep. on a panel. They do go up to 8XL and they had to influence their whole upstream supply chain to do that. And it was their design manager that had a giveaway with giveaway with my brand. And then we had a conversation too. Um, and she taught me a lot about the design and how to influence those upstream markets. Again, I'm a chemical engineering background. I did not go to design school. I can usually figure things out, <laughs> but I like to learn about it. And she taught me so right. much. She knows more than I'll ever know about that industry. Um, Julie is fantastic. I just yes! love her. <laughs> yes. and, and everything that they're doing. Oh, for people yes. that don't know, it's on like the intimate wear. Like, underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, so I, when Panty Drop was just an actual panty, like underwear service, like mm-hmm. box that you could get, um, I modeled for Julie a couple different times. Yeah. Like I, from I, humble I, beginnings. I, yeah. 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 So I, I modeled for Panty Drop for a while um, and shot a couple different campaigns with them as well, which was super awesome to both be in front of the camera and behind the camera for them, which was amazing. Um, and I just like, I see the amazing things that Julie's doing and changing that industry and like disrupting it. And I'm like, go girl, go. I think Panty Drop <laughs> needs some uh, w- women empowerment quotes on their, on their behind. Yes. Just, <laughs> just a little, just a little bit like, this badass is a badass like yeah, <laughs> literal badass oh right <laughs> I love it. With new collections new colors all the time um that really inspired yes. us to do more collection focused and like that type of planning too planning uh reduces stress for me so that I've learned a lot oh, yeah. from them Yeah. No, I love Julie. Um, Okay. And then my last question, which I'm very curious what your answer is going to be, because I feel like we've had such a range of topics as as well as like talking about like being middle schoolers. So what is like advice that you would give to your younger self? And like, and honestly, like your younger self can be last year, your younger self can be pre-pregnancy, your younger self can be middle school or camp counselor or (laughs) any of them. Uh, maybe I'll do two examples, younger self and then like my, I'll do, I'll do like a pre, a teen self and then a 20 something self. Cause those were two. I like that. Girls. Very um, different. Yeah. Pre I mean, to both of those women, uh, wear the damn bikini. That's, that's the obvious quote there. Um, I think right. I always was going to the younger, younger self. I always was, but I, I specifically remember in Hollister. Ugh. I had the ickiest experiences there. So I don't know if oh, that yeah. was with me. It was dark. Nothing there ever fit me. So I just I never went in. <laughs> yeah. I, why, why in middle school was like rectangle me wearing, wearing like their X out there. Something was, something was wrong there. Yeah, I look, I look so. back. I had a six pack. Like who, who was I? Did I, I, <laughs> no, I, I was, did I know how hard it was to have a six pack? Like, I, did. Nope. I want to go back and be like, look at, look at, look at you. Like, get, right. get out You there. just enjoyed what you were doing. Go you were just enjoying party. I want to go to every pool party and, 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 you know, 
show people. I was literally like watching Blockbuster. Like I wasn't doing <laughs> cool things. And uh, <laughs> when I was doing those cool things, I was never, I was never like showing more skin. And I feel like I should have been because that six pack was short lived, man. And <laughs> that was so cool. I don't know. I look back like that. Again, I was just going to every practice and I don't even, and keeping my Tamagotchi alive. But if we go to like the 20, the 20 something me, I'm very cognizant now. Um, I was a, a farmer. So for that was, okay. a whole, that was a journey. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a chemical engineer by day and a farmer by night slash weekend. I had pigs, chickens, um, and a whole vineyard and every vegetable under the sun in Pennsylvania before I moved out here. So yeah, talk about going through a big life change. I wasn't in my head. I wasn't the same athletic self because I wasn't doing these prescriptive sports practices and teams that everyone right. taught me. That's how you become your best self or something. Right. So that's yep. all I had known to become best self. I don't know. There were like a lot of high school was kind of focused around those sports, but anyways, Instead, I was farming and I was like, oh, man, like if only I was as strong as I used to be. Bitch, I was carrying two 50 pound bags of chicken feed like four times a day. (laughs) And I I, I look back at those pictures now again and I'm like, it was a very different type of conditioning or just hard manual labor. And I didn't associate that with like that was really that was labor. That That was exercise. And to me, it wasn't. So I always had like this guilty feel- feeling like, and I look back now and I'm like, how silly, how terrible. I was carrying pigs. Like I was literally out there right. at all hours, even just like the, I was squatting to like plant corn, like the positions that you're yeah. in. I couldn't stand in those positions yeah. now. Um, <laughs> so now I know that there's different ways to be strong. Um, it, like we hit on that a couple of times tonight. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be running on a track field and you don't have to do, you don't have to do any of it. Uh, why did I have in my head? I had it to be this certain amount of strength. I'm, I'm not sure. So maybe for me, it was never focused on like a size thing. And it was always like, how strong am I? What's my endurance? And then right. for, for whatever reason, it mattered to me, like how I measured that, those metrics. And right. honestly, it, today it's how strong do I feel oh look I can carry my daughter up my two flights of stairs and yeah uh, and we did it <laughs> like there, there's such, exactly. such metrics. like am I yeah am I running on my track field am I carrying chicken feeder am I just carrying my daughter to like go get her changed and I'm just so happy I'm so happy now and I was like what well, I just want to make sure that younger self was just as happy I I don't know if she was yeah. I don't remember thinking this is the happiest I can ever be. Um, right. So it's, it's interesting. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. But I think that, I think it's valuable that like your advice to both of your younger selves is like one, wear the bikini two, like yeah. you are strong. Like yes. just because it, I really like that you said that, like your strength isn't necessarily can't always be measured by like the basketball team said I did the best. Like Mm -hmm. that is, that is just like a very different measure of strength compared to like, again, carrying chicken feed or being able to grab a pig or, you know, know, or walking around all day. Like I walked around Disney world or something like those things are so important. It does. People don't have to want to be strong either. 
but that was just yeah, important to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Amber, <laughs> thank you so much for being on with me. This has been honestly amazing. I've loved this entire conversation. I've learned so much about you. <laughs> which has just been great. Chemical engineer with a farm life background who was a camp counselor for for the Kardashians. Girl, you are fascinating in so many ways. And also like running this, this thriving company. Have you ever wanted to talk with Kylie Jenner's camp counselor? Right. I just, I, I love it. I really have enjoyed this conversation and I'm so excited. Um, and then just tell uh, listeners where they can find you. Obviously, Grow Wild & Co. Um, yeah. on Instagram. Where else? What is your guys' website? Different things like that. And your Instagram as well. Yeah, thanks. So the website is just growwildandco.com. Facebook, same, Grow Wild & Co. My personal Instagram is brunette Tahoet. <laughs> it's like a lot of letters <laughs> I know. Um, and yeah, it used to be brunette farmette <laughs> and I changed it when I moved out. <laughs> I love, okay. So are you telling me if I scroll way back on your Instagram, I'm going to find pig pictures? I think I archived a lot of it, uh, but if you, you'd have to go deep, deep into the gram and you, you would probably find it. Yeah. I will go deep into the gram. <laughs> Ginger and Pinky, my pigs will t- totally be there. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you so much, Amber. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to Someplace for Everybody. If you love this episode, would you mind leaving me a review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the show? If you're looking for a community to love on you and support you in your self-love journey, come join our all-gender Facebook group, Someplace for Everybody, which can be found in the show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Until we meet again, be kind to yourself. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.